You're tuned in to the Dear Auntie podcast. Podcast. This is an audio exclusive, and we are your favorite aunties. I'm Co. And I'm Carm. And I'm super excited for this audio-only episode. We're going to see how many of y'all are, like, really true to this, okay? I know y'all love tapping in, getting the full experience with our YouTube show, but we are still about to give you, hopefully, some value, definitely some advice, but it is not based on anything except for our just personal opinions. So we like to start (laughs) by putting that out there. Always. Always got to do a disclaimer. So what are we getting into with this intro, Carmen? I don't even know what is on these notes. Um, first of all, I want to ask you a very serious question. <sighs> um, do you know what pusillanimous means? A very serious question. Um, <laughs> you could not pronounce it, so I don't think you know what it means, Carmen. Um, actually, I do. Okay, my answer is no. I don't know. Okay. Well, let me uh, enlighten you. So, pusillanimous means cowardly, timid, showing a lack of courage. And I think the word sounds like another word that you know. Does it not? It does. It does. Is that the origin? Yes, I found out recently that the origin of the word pussy is pusillanimous. Wow. Educate the aunties and the nieces this week. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I just had to tell somebody. So I decided to tell you. How do you feel about that? Wow. I feel like who would have thunk it? Um, I definitely had no clue. Also, the way that it just freely just came out of your mouth like that. Wow. I'm kind of <laughs> caught me off guard. The nieces are probably shocked right now. Their panties are in a bunch. Yeah. Well, you know, every now and again, I like to let a little a little something loose. You know what I yeah. mean? Keep the, people, keep the people on their toes. Keep them on their toes, Carmen. You definitely keep me on mine. That is hilarious. Well, I'm going to put the proper spelling in the show notes so y'all can go look it up. Um, fact check Auntie Carm. Make sure she ain't pulling a fast one because, you know, I don't I don't be knowing. I've never <laughs> heard of it. We have not done aunties over it, though, lately, I feel like. Um, are you over something this week, Carmen? I am. I am. I'm very much over filming. First of all, I'm over everybody filming everything, but this is very specific. Like, I'm definitely over... Um, the adults filming these babies and putting it on the internet, like when they're having meltdowns, when they're having a bad day, when they're sad, when they're having an embarrassing moment. I just feel like, why are you taping these babies and putting it on the internet? I mean, it's nothing sacred at this point. I saw a video of a little girl um, and she was telling her mom that she didn't want to go to school. It's a little black girl. And she was literally crying, like, I don't want to go to school. I need a break. I need a break. And I feel like with kids, a lot of times we don't listen to what they say because we just feel like, oh, you're a kid. What do you know? Um, But I feel like when a baby is telling you they need a break, that is like, how articulate can you be? Like, I just feel like that that is information that you need to use as a parent And really consider, like, why does your baby need a break from school? What's going on? That's an opportunity, in my opinion, to have a deeper conversation. Uh, But beyond that, something I found that was really interesting was that little Bow Wow's daughter said she doesn't want to be on social media, like, at all. Like, she straight up told her parents, listen, don't put me on socials. Y'all are the um, ones that want to be famous, not me. Um, so I have a little clip from the mom that is like sharing with the audience exactly like what the daughter I said. I don't want to do it. I was like, okay, like, we're not even talking about acting. I don't want to do it. And I feel like you and my dad are trying to pressure me into like acting and all this stuff. Not want to do it. Like I just want to be a kid. I just want to go to school and like I just want to like you know be a kid and play sports and have friends and like that. I just want to be a kid. So this baby, this is the mom. Um, Joey Chavis, I think that's how you pronounce or Chavis. Uh, that's Bow Wow's baby mom. But basically saying that Shy, the baby, Shy Moss, said, Listen, y'all leave me out of it. 
Okay. I, the most I want to do was a TikTok dance every now and again, but y'all filming me and putting it on the internet for the world to judge and to talk about, keep it. What are your thoughts on that, Auntie Co? Oh, so much, Carmen. So first of all, when you said the, the initial part of you, you being over, putting your baby's business out in public, literally in front of strangers on the internet, um, their embarrassing moments, their emotional meltdowns, their sacred, you know, things that they're trying to share with their mother or their, you know, auntie or somebody who they love and trust, obviously. And that takes me back to overhearing, not even overhearing, but my mom like sitting in my face talking about me to my aunts, you know, on the phone, giving them a recap of what I did or, you know, what, what's going on at school. And that takes me back to that feeling of, I can't even trust my mama. You know, I have deep trust issues that come <laughs> partly from things like this, you know, and I think that I was just, you know, mad that you was telling my auntie, I can't imagine you having a camera in my face recording whatever I'm going through as a child and then like using this as content to talk about me on the internet. That is outrageous. It's and then the other, say that again. I said, it stresses me out. I just always get like, you know how you get like a secondhand embarrassment type thing? Like, that's how I feel about it. It's like a deep, deep cringe when I see stuff like that. Very cringy. And I have always been curious um, in regards to the second part, like with uh, Joy saying, you know, the baby doesn't want to be a star, basically. I always wonder, do kids like that, do they enjoy it? Is it exciting for them? Or are they like, get these cameras out of my face? So I am not really surprised. I mean, grown adult women are over like posting everything and everything is a moment and everything has to be captured. I'm getting to the point where I'm sick and tired of that and I'm a grown adult. So I can't imagine this being a part of my life for my entire life. So I'm not surprised, but also I be taping my kids, you know, I don't take them like crying or, you know, doing things that I feel like would embarrass them, but that definitely gives me something to think about. No, yeah, I feel like what you do is different. It's just like, hey, here's my baby. Look at my baby being cute. I love watching those videos because I get to see their little fat hands and them mm -hmm. like being so adorable. But I think um, what we were saying earlier is just a little bit different because those vulnerable moments um, shouldn't be, in my opinion, on the internet. But, um, you know, I don't have any kids, so what do I know? But what are you over, Auntie Co? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you what I'm over, but I feel like it's like an invasion of your privacy. It's like you going and reading your kid's diary and then you going on live and like, let's discuss, let's talk about this. You know, it's not <laughs> that deep, but you don't know how that person feels about it. You know, you can't say, oh, it's just not that big a deal. That's like, what is that? Gaslighting? I don't know what that is, but don't do yeah, it. Definitely. it ain't um, what I'm over is far less serious <laughs> than what you're <laughs> over. Tired of seeing y'all's butt cheeks. Me personally. Okay. I'm tired of this trend, I guess. I mean, I feel like Lizzo was one of the first people who I saw like full ass, both cheeks, double cheeked up on a Tuesday afternoon on the internet. Like that's the first person that I recall. However, more recently, Suki was just at an award show. What was it? I don't know. The Grammys. At the, was that the Grammys? I just knew that it was not the Grammys. Okay. So Suki was at the Grammys with a corset ass cheek situation. I don't even know what it was, but it was like corset ties with her ass cheeks out and like uh, supposedly a custom Von Dutch. Why Von Dutch would do that to their brand, I just don't know. But supposedly this was like a custom piece um, you know, to have these custom cheeks out. And then right before I logged on to do this episode, I saw Playboy Cardi, who is, um, what's the white girl? What's the white girl's, uh, he's the baby daddy of the white rapper. What's her name? I don't know these people. Oh my gosh. Y'all, what's it? What is her name? Not Fergie. Um, you know, the other white Barbie. girl, not Barbie, the other white girl. Anyway, he's a baby daddy to the white girl rapper. But anyway, he's, he was just out spotted with his cheeks out. So 
now I'm concerned. Now I am concerned that y'all are trying to start something here. And before y'all even get it started good, I want to put a stop to it. I want you to know that it is outrageous for you to go outside of your bedroom. Okay, for you to go outside of your bedroom with your butt out. I don't want to see it. And definitely not no grown man ass. I, I'm not here for it. So auntie's over it. Yeah. So basically you don't want them putting their butt cheeks on all the people's good furniture. You don't want Ew. them out there putting some, it might be some remnants, some booty remnants. You never know. Might just, and it might be floating around out there in the restaurant that you're at. You know, it's you never sanitary. know. It's just unsanitary. So is that your take? It's just it's, very Well, no, I think it's like trashy. I think you instantly put yourself in trashy category. There's no way to explain this. It's not fashionable. It's whatever. But the other part is, yeah, it's unsanitary. There are undoubtedly children around, you know, at ass level, you know, with your cheeks being out. That is inappropriate. I am not. Side note. And not even a side note, but this is in a, this is in line with this same conversation. I saw a photo of Meg Thee Stallion backstage in her little, it was like a t-shirt and like thongs, um, thong bottoms, posed with two little white boys by her side, like two kids backstage taking, taking a picture. And the caption was like, is this inappropriate? Is this okay? Whatever. I think that is completely inappropriate. So we're talking about me being over butt cheeks, but just nudity, inappropriateness of any kind around children, I am not okay with, especially kids that are literally like eye level with your ass. You know, like, I, I think it's crazy. But we She's can move a tall on. girl. She's a tall girl. She is tall. I mean, the butts are out all the time and I'm almost like desensitized. I, I mean, if I see a butt, I'm just like, oh, it's a it's a Tuesday. So I think I, I'm in line, I'm in alignment with you on that. It's just like when are we gonna get off this ride? Like when are we gonna be over it? When are we gonna move on to the next trend? You know how trends come and go, come and go. It's like this trend got a hold on us. It got a choke hold on the community of us just having our butt cheeks out all the time but um lucky for me I don't I'm never around uh, a situation where I'm having to see people's butt cheeks out in the open I'm never in the vicinity so um I like to keep it that way thank you uh question for you you know we are aunties and we're getting older you personally you are Getting up there. I mean, Don't you're getting, you're getting up there. The hill. You're climbing the hill. You're almost over that hill. Um, and so, I want to talk about things that we don't like as we get older. So, I came across this post, but I want to know just off the top of your head, as you get older, like what are some things that you just don't like, and you can't say booty cheeks. I can't say booty cheeks. Okay. Um, Things that I don't like, I don't like feeling like I don't know what's going on. Um, and I, I think social media definitely helps me feel like I'm in the loop, but I can't keep up with this lingo. I mean, we, we have done the little trivia where I just don't even know what these kids are talking about. And so I'm over that. I'm also over seeing babies turn into adults like that just makes me feel like I'm old as hell seeing these kids grow up so I'm over that even though I want y'all to keep continuing to live and grow um I'm over me getting like damn you're over a lot of stuff I'm over a lot I'm over a lot I'm over me being the old auntie at the party now I mean I don't really go to the party much but if I did want to go I'm definitely the auntie or I gotta go party with the real aunties and they're old so those are just a few I love me an auntie party. Man, I love me an auntie party. You know, the thing that really gets me these days in my old age is crowds. I 
despise crowded areas. Like I hate being in crowds. I don't like to be crowded on the elevator. I don't like to be crowded on a bus, on a train, on a plane. I don't like to be crowded in a concert. I don't like large crowds. The reason I don't like large crowds is because people are insane. People are crazy. People don't know how to act. They get out of line. They be pushing and shoving. Everybody's on the on the verge of a mental breakdown, if you ask me. It's just too much going on. Um, and I don't want to be in a crowd um, with people like that. I'm totally over it. Hate crowds. Um, I'd rather be at home. So that's my that's my take on it. But I'm looking at these comments and I want to share some of these comments on this post, um, this page I follow called Millennial Mary. So some of these, some of these comments are pretty funny. One person says she's over repeating herself, loud music, noises in small places, constant cursing, going back and forth with people and wasting her time. And to that, I say, I agree. Um, one person says people, I mean, she just flat out said people, people just don't people how they used to. And I couldn't agree more. I don't know what this new batch of humans is that we've gotten down here, Jesus, but please, in the name, do something about it. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, every time I log into Instagram, I am befuddled and I'm confused. So people the people are getting on my nerves. Um, some other people are saying the music that curses excessively. I never thought I'd be that girl, but baby, when I hear the rap, the bippity bop these days, my it's like my ears are bleeding. I'm like, wow, I didn't know you could string that many curse words together, that, that many inappropriate terms together in one sentence. Um, I know I started <laughs> this podcast off by saying pussy, but <laughs> just going to throw it out there one more time for a little razzle dazzle. <laughs> but my point still stands. Like, what is going on? And then the last thing somebody said is, I mean, there's so many. Everything is so good. But <laughs> a lot of this stuff is pretty petty, too. Somebody said buying trash bags. <laughs> and then the other person said small talk. Like, small talk really annoys them. and. Now that I think about it, it annoys me too. Yeah, I agree with just about everything. I think people do get more annoying as you get older because you're just more irritable. It's like the grumpy old man. I hope I don't turn into the grumpy old old lady or whatever the lady I'm almost there. Yeah, I can see how you become that though because the kids are like dumb. You know, things annoy you. Um <laughs> Yeah. And it's not just the kids that are dumb. The adults, the full the adults, are, dumb adults dumb. Are, are dumb. And I and my theory is that's why the kids are dumb. And now yeah, and that's what I don't like about the crowds and like the late night. I find myself worrying more like if Kendrick goes out at night. You know, like I'm always thinking of like the stuff I see on ATL Scoop on Instagram, you know, the kids doing crazy stuff. So that's probably a part of, you know, my aggravation or me being over certain things too. It's like the people who are just outside in the world are crazy. They're scandalous. They're scandalous, yeah, man. Scary. Let's talk about their scandals, scandalous, scary asses, um, because it's on TT time. It is. Um, First of all, it's scary out there in the metaverse. Apparently, um, in the UK, have you been in the metaverse? In the metaverse, I have not. I prefer to stay here in the in in the real life. Um, you know, that's that's enough of a, a key key for me. Um, being here in real life, uh, but some people do choose to be out there in the metaverse, doing God knows what. But the UK police are investigating their first known case of virtual sexual assault. Now, if if what we've said so far has not convinced you that people are just completely losing their shit, um, this will. So a young girl, I think she was 16 years old, uh, she has a digital persona 
um, out there like many people do. She was sexually attacked by a gang of adult men in an immersive video game. So now it's sparking this investigation and all kinds of questions, you know, about the laws that they might have to come up with that will apply to the online world. So I don't know. What do you think about that? So I have definitely spent a little bit of time in the metaverse. I, for one, am actually disappointed that it was just like a big flop. But that's a side note. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, I have experienced, you know, there obviously there's all different things that you can do in the metaverse, but I have experienced where you can be, you know, like in a, not a club, but like almost like a social setting, you know, virtually. So you are having conversations with these, I guess your avatars, you know, with, with different avatars and people can get close to you. People can, they have different like gestures that you can do. So I could see how this could happen. I think that my confusion comes in like, how long did it last? Because did you not just rip the headphone, the headset off? Or like, that's the part I don't get. It's like, you could very easily take it off your head and then it's over. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that would, that is my question, I guess. So the, um, the story basically says that she felt traumatized. You know, she felt traumatized after all of this, um, you know, after the assault, the, the virtual assault, and she doesn't want to go back into the metaverse and that kind of thing. So I can see how that would, you know, um, traumatize a young girl under, I think she's actually under the age of 16. Um, you know, you've got these creepy men in the metaverse, uh, what, gang raping you? I mean, uh, ew, first of all. Uh, that's, I mean, what kind, like, did they all get together on the side and decide that they were going to attack her that day. That's just so like, how does that even happen? Um, but aside from that, just, I can see how that would mess you up if you just kind of came in there to like hang out. Um, so whatever the case may be, I hope um, the little girl gets help that she's okay. And that these men, they have, there has to be some sort of consequence for that. Like, and that's another thing, like virtual, I feel like people get on the internet and just become these people I, that they wouldn't normally be in real life, or they're coming to do the things on the internet that they know that they can't do in real life. So that's why I really don't like, um, when people say, oh, it's just the internet or it's just social media. Yeah, but there's somebody behind those profiles. There's somebody typing that that nasty statement. There's somebody that's controlling the man that's sexually assaulting this young girl. So yeah, it's the internet, but are real people not behind these things? That's a great point, Carmen. Um, and I think that even kind of takes us into the craziness of you know these stands we we got to jump around a little bit because i got mm -hmm. we got to talk about the craziness that spills from the internet to real life and it does come with consequences i do think there should be consequences i do not believe you should be able to get online and do anything that you know your full self your pusillanimous self would not do in real life, like you would not say these things, you would not do this stuff. So if you do it, if you F around, I think that you indeed should find out. I agree. I I want to talk about the barbs since we're here. You know, I was going to leave this to the end. But since we already here, listen, the barbs are out of control. Um, I think each and every one of them needs to be evaluated along with their um, their leader, their leader. <laughs> uh, because something ain't right, something ain't clean in the milk, okay? But the latest little kerfuffle on the internet is, you know, they're doxing people that have something bad to say about Nicki Minaj and her recent um, beef with Megan Thee Stallion. So can we pause on the doxing, though? Because before uh -huh. we even got to the doxing, Nicki Minaj is the... And I have used her literally as an example several times of the auntie that you should not be. The auntie that, you know, should find herself 
mature, evolved, and in this elevated position because of all that you've accomplished, all of the success you've had, and yet you find yourself in this very bitter, very Hayden-ass spirit to, to the people who are coming behind you, to the people who literally looked up to you, to the people who, you know, would love to work aside, alongside of you. She is just the epitome of the auntie that we should not be looking down at, you know, thinking that everybody is beneath us when, you know, I agree that you should see yourself as high up on this pedestal because of who I thought you were and who you apparently thought you were, but you did not separate yourself. You got yourself right down into the dirt, into the mud, and you made a big mess with these people who are much younger than you. So the fact that you are even beefing with little girls, in my opinion, is pretty embarrassing. Sorry, that's the end of my rant. No, I, 100%. Like, it's embarrassing. It's disappointing. I mean, I never was a huge Nicki fan, but I respect, first of all, I love hip hop. I respect women in hip hop. I think they're underappreciated, undervalued, underawarded, all of that. So I was just happy to see a black woman in the forefront doing her thing. Um, but as time went on, it's like, What's it really giving, Nikki? Like, why are you doing all the things that you're doing? And to your point, you had these young girls coming up behind her, looking to her like, yeah, she's the queen of rap. Let You know, I want to get on an album with her. I want to get on, a, you know, I want to be in her presence. And she's basically like, kiss the ring and move out of my way, you know? And so I really love that Megan and Cardi and Lotto <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the girls that kind of just stood up to her like, no, ma'am, that's that's not what it's giving. And you got to really think about it. Nikki has beef with damn near every artist, every female rap artist out there. She's beef with damn near each and every one of them. But when I was cool on her was when she started beef with my personal favorite, Queen B, Little Kim Queen B, the originator. Okay, when she started beefing with her, I was like, whoa, 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 we're getting a, <laughs> we're getting a little, got a little too much dip on your chip. Okay. I mean, to steal somebody's whole entire look and then <laughs> act like they ain't, that is insanity. You're right. We should have known that she was insane then at that point. I was thrown for a loop. So I want to just talk about my girl, Meg. All right. Check her out. I mean, first of all, Megan just got on this track and just snapped and just started. I mean, she snapped. And this is what I'm loving about Megan because I feel like people be trying to play with her too much. But this is what I have to say about Megan. Megan is doing exactly what hip hop is all about. This is this is what hit the essence of hip hop. Handling your beef through your music and then not saying nothing else after that. Right. She did it in her song and she kept it moving. Right. Um, and what everybody is saying that hip hop is missing. Oh, we're missing this. We're missing that grit. We're missing. Megan is doing exactly that, but people don't want it because it's coming from her and it's coming from a black woman. Like there, it's just, they, they don't want it. They don't like the fact that she owns who she is, that she ain't backing down up off whatever it is that she thinks or feels. And they mad because they can't bully her. So I want to just read a couple of these lyrics from her song, Hiss, Okay. My sis said, I just want to kick this shit off by saying, F y'all. So that's like the first thing she says, like, listen, I just want to go ahead and let y'all know straight off the top before we, before there's any confusion, F y'all and what y'all are talking about. She said, I ain't got to clear my name on a thing. And of course she has some other words in there, but I'm trying to keep it cute today, y'all. Um, I ain't got to clear my name on nothing. But she said, every time I get mentioned, one of y'all in words get 24 hours of attention. I'm finna get this off my chest and lay it to rest. Let's go. And when I say, baby, she laid it to rest, RIP, put it in the ground, put the dirt all over it, and went and smoked the blunt. That's exactly what she did. 
Um, and so she's and she's coming at like, in my opinion, she's coming to everybody: Tori, Drake, Nikki, everybody, party, her ex. Um, but the thing that I really liked, uh, and the internet was going crazy when she brought up this Megan's Law thing. She was like, Y'all not mad at Megan, y'all mad at Megan's Law. So she had everybody running to the internet, Googling, like, what the hell is Megan's Law? And baby. When we found out what Megan's Law was, oh boy, I mean, what a day, what a time that was. So Megan's Law, for y'all that don't know, is it talks specifically about, well, matter of fact, let me not, not, let me not get to lying. Let me actually pull it right up on the internet because that's what we can do now in 2024. Megan's Law is the name for a federal law in the U.S. requiring law enforcement authorities to make information information available to the public regarding registered sex offenders, okay? Now, who do we know that is married to a sex offender? That's right, Nicholas Minaj. So, <laughs> with all of this that's going on, it's just incredible to me that Nikki keeps putting herself in this predicament when she is married to a whole sex offender. I'm just like, wow. So, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say about Megan. I don't care what gotcha moment you think you're having with Megan. There's nothing that supersedes you being married to a sex offender. Like, nothing at all. There is nothing you can say, no raps you can rap <laughs> that will top what you've chosen for your real life. You know, I think that we have to start and not just Nikki, but people, period. We have to start judging people off of their fruit. What have you produced in your life? What are you actually doing in real life? Not what you're trying to convince us of on this Internet, not what you're rapping about in your rhymes, but what are you actually doing? I think that regardless of what you rap about in your rhymes, who you are, like how much popularity you have, how many followers you have online, we have to start judging people by their actual choices in real life, like the fruit that they bear in real life and not just who they claim to be or who they are supposed to be based on what they post online. And Nicki Minaj, I think, is a perfect example of someone who seemingly was this person whoever we thought she was and her choices, who she chose to father a child with. I think that's like the most important decision that you can make. So if this is what you choose for yourself, then obviously you're making some questionable choices, right? Um, with Meg, I think that to your point, she did it the way it should be done. She said what she had to say on a track and then that was that. Nikki could not get to the studio quick enough. Like she, and that is, I think where she went wrong. She talked so much shit online for so many days to the, to the point where she put out some of the bars from her, from her diss track. So it didn't even hit as hard. Cause we already saw that. Like you already posted that you already said that online. So I just think that Nikki looks so bad and she definitely lost this battle. And she might lose in respect. You know, she ain't, I don't know if she's the queen any anymore. Well, no, definitely not. But I mean, I just hate to see it, man. I hate to see her go out bad like that. I don't understand what obsession these celebrities have with making us see them go out bad like this and not just maintaining their, the, all the glitz and glam and how we know them and how we've always known them to be. It's like they are just hell bent on going out sad, going out bad, like, and that comes from ego, not knowing when to just step back and sit down somewhere. Like, maybe you do need to take a break, Nicholas. Maybe it's time for you to sit back and relax and let some of the other young rap girlies come in and, and, and take a stab at it. He's holding on for dear life and it is time to let it go. Yeah. So anyway, um, wishing Meg all the best. You know, I can never wish a mean girl the best. Like, Nikki, I just hope you get help. But I'm definitely hoping that Meg continues to heal. She had a lot happen to her over the last few years. Like, and I feel like nobody's like really taking that into account. Like, she had a lot happen to her. Um, 
Well, moving on. Um, oh, one last thing I want to say. Like, these stands, going back to the stand culture, because that's crazy. These stands are getting sued now, which I'm so happy about. Like, these people are coming on the internet doxing people. For those of you who don't know what doxing is, is basically when people get on the internet and, and tell people where you live, where you work, like, all that personal information about yourself that your parents told you to keep off the internet. These people are putting it on the internet. Um, and I'm glad that people are finally standing up and be like, oh no, boo, <laughs> got your IP, Addie. Um, I'll be forwarding this to my lawyer, thank you. Um, and you know, let's go from there. I love me a litigious girl. I mean, I love me somebody who is like putting on their court bob and taking it right to court. So you guys deserve that because you have no right to be um, putting people's personal business out on the internet behind Nicholas Minaj, who was over there at her and her mansion with her with her um, her offender boo, and doesn't know you from a can of paint. She not gonna pay your um, legal fees. I can I can guarantee you that. So please stop acting crazy on the internet. <laughs> there are consequences for acting crazy on the internet. Period. Period. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, I saw that you had got somebody tried to drag you on the internet. Um about this side chicks reality show. Carmen, people are always trying to drag me on the internet. So there is supposedly a side chicks, yes, the 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 real side chicks or a side chick based reality show. Um, y'all can go Google it, look it up, coming to a television near you, but it's basically glorifying, highlighting, showcasing women who have chosen the side chick life. So I posted it. Um, the crazy thing is when I went and did a little digging, I found out that it's actually being produced and distributed by FUBU, y'all, for us. What? By I don't know how that could possibly be for us. I mean, it's clearly by us, but I don't know how it's for us. Um, but y'all, the producers of the show were so pissed <laughs> about my little post, little old me posting about, and, and my post wasn't even really dragging the show. I mean, it was dragging women who choose to be a side chick, but it was more so talking about my purpose in starting Grown Woman TV to put a different, to highlight a different type of black woman, to provide real quality, valuable um, helpful, educational-based content for Black women, um, you know, as a response to what we get with these housewife shows and these basketball wives shows and now this side chick show. So, y'all, the producers literally slid in my DMs and tried to tussle. They really wanted to tussle about, you know, the fact that I posted that I had so much to say about these brave women who were coming on television to share. Wait a minute, brave? Girl, these brave side chicks who were willing to come on TV and oh share gosh. their story. Like, how could I? So, yeah, it's outrageous. And the things that y'all are willing to do for a very little coin, a very little coin and a ruined reputation, it's beyond me. Y'all got to do better. My, my, my. Um, You know, I... I ain't gonna lie, I might watch one episode to see you what know they what. Got. But what it's all about. at the end of the day, I just think that's so crazy. Um, I'm all about reality TV because I think it's entertaining. Well, I'll say the I'm I was about reality TV when it first started. For for the old heads out there, the aunties, you know, the real world, the you know, those kind of reality shows were pretty entertaining. Um, but then it slowly started to devolve into something far more sinister <laughs> than I think we could have ever imagined. Uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's getting weird, but I, there's a video that I, um, either you shared it with me or I shared it with you, but I wanted to play this video from this side chick. Um, you know, that little trend everybody's doing now is like, I'm a such and such. Of course I blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. She did a video. About being a side chick. Check it I'm a side out. Chick. Of course, I knew that man was married before I started dealing with him. I'm a side chick. Of course, he gives me a weekly and monthly allowance and pays all my bills. He does that for you, right? I'm a side chick. Of course, I send him back home to be unhappily happy so he could come back to me and be 
a side chick. Of course he can't cheat on me because his commitment is with you. I'm a side chick. Of course I know that if he dies, you are going to get his pension and all his money. That's why I had him sign off on the life insurance policy. That Moving <laughs> on, on, and I think her name is like the Kelly something show on TikTok. Um, Carmen, yeah, the yeah. life and had him sign. Girl, gorilla, stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Yes, wow. ma'am. So the girls are out here. They're loud and proud about it. So um, I don't know. Maybe we're headed in a new direction where the side chicks are actually going to be. Um, maybe it's not going to be as taboo as it once was before. Side chicks must die. That is a hill I'm willing to die on. Like if you think that it is okay to be loud and proud of knowingly interfering in a marriage, I just think you deserve like the death penalty. You deserve to be stoned. Is wow. what I, that's what I think. And I know that people always say, you know, well, she don't owe her nothing. It's the man. I agree that it is the man's responsibility. He is the one that made the commitment. I agree with all of that. But two things can be true at, at the same time. You have no business meddling in someone else's marriage. You ha should have more uh, morals, more values. You should value yourself more than being like the leftovers the the that that's outrageous to me and i am not here for a society where side chicks are like welcomed and acknowledged and celebrated it's outrageous okay you heard it here first from chloe she's not for it um let's get into this main topic because i know we're short on time the kids are not all right Kids they ain't right. they not all right. They ain't right. The way that the society is moving, if these are the people that is going to be leading and taking care of us, we are going to be in for a rude awakening. And I think that a lot of what we talk about with the aunties and the uncles out here cutting up, that's why these kids are in the condition that they are in. So, yeah, let's mm -hmm. get into it. I agree. So I don't know if you saw that video of like the kid, I don't know how old he was. He might have been a teenager. Um, you know, we have the clocks with the hands. That's the clocks that we had back in the day. You know, what you weren't looking at the time on your phone or on your Apple Watch. You were looking at a actual clock with hands. Um, and it never dawned on me that these babies don't know how to read clocks. Like they don't know how to read clocks anymore. And I was just, I was really shook. So like, even though I don't have no kid, my imaginary kid in my head, I'm like, I can't wait to teach my baby how to read a clock um, and write in cursive and do all of the things that they need to know how to do just because I feel like, ugh, that just What's happening? Society is, Amer I'm not even gonna say society, Americans are definitely going to be at the bottom of, all of the global lists. That is one thing that I can definitely confirm from my short stint as an elementary teacher is that was on the way out of the curriculum when I was leaving. And that was back in 2011. So literally that was an active conversation in 2011 was removing analog clocks from the curriculum. So the actual reading of a clock, removing that because the argument was, well, everybody has a screen. Kids have phones now, the computer, the tablet, everything has the clock, you know, the time on it. So you don't necessarily have to know how to tell time because it's right there digitally for you, which is true. However, that is literally training children to rely on technology. Like the thing that people are complaining about right now, everybody's scared of AI. We don't want to be relying on technology. We don't want technology to replace human beings. That is what we're doing with, you know, elementary children. Same with writing cursive, because, you know, why do you need to know how to write and sign your name when you can just electronically sign? You can just type on your computer. And so the school systems, the education system is literally modifying their curriculum, you know, as it, as they should be modifying the curriculum as times change. However, I don't think that removing things and taking away 
fundamental, like foundational, foundational principles is setting our society up for success at all. Um, I think during COVID, we got to see like the parents got to see the other side of like what the teachers are dealing with in these in these classrooms. And I think it was fitting for these parents who don't do nothing at all at home, who think that the teacher is like mom point two, you know, mom 2.0, you literally put that much responsibility onto your child's teacher and do nothing at home. And I think that is, it's all just a melting pot of mess. The school system doesn't care, doesn't care at all. And, you know, the parents aren't doing their job. So the kids are literally the victims. For sure. And I saw this video on TikTok that we can insert um, so you guys can hear it. Um, but there was a teacher online and he was pretty much kind of fed up and he was saying something similar. Like, listen, all the kids are getting dumber and I need you parents to step up and help us out. Um, so I'm a, we're going to share that video. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> one of the things that me and you talk about a lot is that parenting just isn't for everybody. Like, I think it's so unfair to bring children into the world and then not do the necessary things to develop them and mold them to be um, productive members of society, um, people that can contribute to society, people that have purpose and have something to say and have thoughts, um, you know, I, that, you know, might make a difference in our lives or make a difference in the world. I think we're doing children a disservice when we just allow them to <clears throat> um, do the bare minimum. Um, because to your point, just even about relying on the technology, what if one day we all, everything just shuts down? So now we no longer know how to do anything. We, we, we just no longer know how, what if you go to your grandma in them house and you spend a night and she don't have no iPhone and you got to look at her clock with the hands on it. You, you just not going to know what time it is for the rest of the day. Like I just, I think we're setting everybody up for failure and I just, I just hate that. Um, so the, question, the question to ask these parents is, do you want to have a baby or do you want to raise a child? Those are two different things. That baby is a baby for one year. You have the responsibility of raising and molding and guiding this child for the rest of their lives. And it isn't just, I can send this kid to school for eight hours a day and, you know, good luck. No, that is literally the bare minimum, the basic bare minimum. So yes, I think people having kids that are not prepared is a part of the problem. Having kids and they don't want to actually parent is definitely a part of the problem. And we're literally doing ourselves a disservice because we're going to be the ones relying on these kids who are in turn relying on technology. And as someone who owns two Teslas and is trying to get rid of one right now, having to rely on mm -hmm. something that has a computer is it's not sustainable. It's not, it should not be your only option. And we are literally teaching our kids to rely on technology and computers. Yep. I couldn't have said it better. Um, you want to read a dear auntie question before we go? One dear auntie. Okay. Let's get into it. This one is from Anaya. Anaya says, dear aunties, I am truly over social media. So are we sis. But I am a business owner and feel like I need to build my client base. Social media really rubs me, the, just really rubs me the wrong way. I feel like I see people and things that I don't really want to see every single day. And I'm not sure if I should just delete my account and find other ways to promote. What do you think? Hmm. I well, agree, Anaya. Me personally, um, I agree that if there was a way that I could successfully operate a business in 2024 without social media, I would absolutely do it. I do think there's ways that you can modify it um, so that you're not relying on social media. And I also think you can um, limit like the way that you're accessing social media so that it doesn't influence you and impact you so much, meaning like only getting on posting and getting off, not getting on and scrolling and getting lost um, and going down the rabbit hole. So that would be my advice because I do feel like it's, it's free promotion. So it will kind of be foolish to completely get off for business purposes. I mean, I agree 100%. Um, I I understand that social media is really annoying. I've gotten to the point where honestly, 
Um, so I'll say this. I would not suggest you delete social media. I, I am of the mindset that you need social media for your business in 2024. And some people would disagree with me, but I just think even if you're just on there seeing what other people are doing, looking at trends, um, tapping on hashtags, um, connecting with other people, seeing where po possible partnerships can happen. I just think it's a, it's a great tool to have as a business owner. I don't think it's a good idea to only be building your business online. I, I'm also of the belief that you got to do a lot of groundwork. Um, you got to do a lot of footwork and a lot of your connections need to be made in real life. And a lot of the work is done in real life. But as a business owner, I can say that social media 100% helped me grow my business. Um, so I will never delete social media. But what I do these days is <clears throat> I basically kind of just get on social media media to post whatever it is I need to post for my business or my brand. And I kind of get off. I'm not really on Instagram scrolling for hours and hours anymore. Like I just don't do it. I don't, first of all, I don't have the time. Second of all, I just don't like the content I'm seeing. I don't like the comments. I'd be in the comments wanting to um, tussle with people. And I'm just like, you know what? This is not good for my mental health. So let me ease up. Um, so I say all that to say, Anaya, I personally wouldn't get rid of social media. Maybe if you have the funds, um, get somebody to manage your social media for you. And then that way you don't have to look at the crazy people at all. Um, but that's my advice. Agreed. Definitely hire somebody um, doing like a social media detox every, you know, week, every month, you know, whatever will make sense for your mental health because your mental health is more important than any marketing tool. So finding somebody to do it for you, figuring out a way that you can continue to do it for yourself that doesn't compromise your mental health, I think is definitely the best advice that we can give from two people who leverage social media heavily for our businesses. I'll definitely say, um, you know, we can speak to personally being over it, but professionally having to hold on to it. So hopefully that was helpful, Anaya. If y'all have questions that you want the aunties to answer, you can definitely send us an email at dearauntiepod at gmail.com. We are happy to assist and support, but y'all, we ain't therapists and our advice is just going to be based on our opinions. Hopefully it was helpful. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode and be sure to leave us a five-star review, whether you are listening on Apple or Spotify, hit the subscribe button and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.